Good evening and welcome to the celebration. It is my joy to welcome you to the 142nd Christmas Eve service, minus two that were on, vi on video for the First Presbyterian Church of LaGrange. I also wanted to extend to you a warm invitation to return tomorrow morning for our regularly scheduled Sunday worship service, which will be here in the sanctuary. Yeah, like you're coming. <laughs> our worship service uh, is just contiguous through the bulletin, our nine lessons and carols. If you see an asterisk, that's an invitation for you to stand, only as you are able. So we ask that you raise your spirit, and if your body can join you, fantastic. If not, continue to raise your spirit and voice with us in those indications where you were invited to stand, at the conclusion of which I'll let you know you can sit back down. It won't be complicated. One thing, because we are going to be using live flame during our service tonight, yes, we've returned with the individual candles. This is the first Christmas Eve that we've done it for a couple of years. We gathered last year, but we wore masks. And there was a moment when we realized that it is nigh unto impossible to blow out a candle while holding a mask. And so we just had the candles up here in front and we wore our masks and we sang Silent Night and dreamed of the time that we could light candles again. Do I need to give you an in-service? If you're holding the burning candle, hold it upright. If you have an unlit candle, you're the one that turns, okay, and holds it over the flame of the other candle. If you do it the other way around, hot wax will drip down the hand of the person who is holding the unlit candle, and they will not be happy. Clear? It is wonderful to see you here. I see folks in from out of town, kids that uh, were told they had to come to church with mom in order for things to go well this weekend. Others who have uh, decided to join us, whose faces I just don't even recognize, please come back enough times so that I can recognize you in just a couple of weeks because we worship here all year long and celebrate Christ's birth 12 months a year with both joy and appreciation for God's grace. Please stand in the singing of our opening hymn.
You may be seated. Let us pray. Creative God, breath of all life, through whom all things are created and sustained, all sons and daughters, flocks and herds, all birds of the air and the fish of the sea, you walked this earth as child and creator. You touched the soil, quenched your thirst, embraced this world and into our dark and death-fearing lives. You brought life and light. Creative God, breath of all life, through whom all things are created and sustained, we bring to you this evening the sacrifice of our contrite and willing hearts. Receive, O Lord, the gifts of our praise. In the name of the one born in Bethlehem, even Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as in the day of Midian. For all the boots of the trampling warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests on his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom he will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord.
Continuing from the prophet Isaiah. A shoot shall come out of the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. A nursing child shall play over the hole of an asp. The weaned child shall put his hand on an adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as waters cover the sea. Please stand and join with me in the prayer of confession. God of grace and truth, in Jesus Christ you came as light shining in darkness. We confess that we have not welcomed the light or trusted good news to be good. We've closed our eyes to glory in our midst, expecting little and hoping for less. Forgive our doubt and renew our hope so that we may receive the fullness of your grace and live in the truth of Christ the Lord. The saying is true and worthy of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. Friends, believe the good news. It is the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Let us give thanks and praise to God. Amen. Amen. You may be seated.
from the Gospel according to Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. From the Gospel according to Matthew. Now, the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he, he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him 
Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took Mary as his wife, but made no marital relations with her until she had born the son and named him Jesus, the gospel of the Lord. seated. Returning to the Gospel of Luke. In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary 
to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. The Gospel of the Lord. Continuing the Gospel of Luke. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I'm bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors.
You may be seated, but I forgot to tell you to stand up, so. There you go. Will you pray with me? As light pierces into darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it, may your light pierce into our very hearts, illumine those things that we find confusing, cast shadows against the doubt, and by your light make those shadows go away. For you have given to us light and life, even through Christ our Lord. Amen. And so we've arrived at the manger together. We're here with the shepherds in the sequence of our readings. But we are well ahead of the wise ones. They don't get here till Epiphany. We know how the shepherds got here, how the angels came and informed them of a birth. No fear, good news, babe born in Bethlehem, the Messiah. They went with haste and found the babe swaddled in cloth and lying in a manger. But how did we get here? What drove us on this very, very cold night to this place? What angel told you to come? And did you come with haste? Probably not. In a few minutes, we will hear the penultimate reading from tonight's lessons, the continuation of the Gospel of Luke, where the shepherds recount to everyone as they return to their sheep, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. What about us? How will we depart? What word will be on our lips? What will be the condition of our hearts? When it's all over, what will be our report as we return to our sheep abiding in our fields? If you'll indulge me a bit, I need to let you know that the past several months has led me to think a lot about belief, about what I believe about what is belief. For those of you who are visiting this evening, let me apologize because this may not be the kind of Christmas Eve hom homily you were expecting. You see, in the spring of 2022, my wife, Danny, was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer. What had started as a pea-sized lump deep within her left breast a little over a year ago had expanded to a shot-put-sized growth while she helplessly attempted to get the attention of some doctor who could fit her in some appointment somewhere. Never mind the reasons, the unreturned calls, the hours-long phone-hold music cues that ended in disconnection. Not seeing any new patients, we have an opening for a scan in August. Yes, I know that's 10 months away, but it's what we've got. I don't know what to tell you. Finally, a cancellation, an opening. For those of you in the congregation that have been with us this past several months on this journey, sometimes I fear that you've experienced less of church and more of the weekly installments on the Krogh Cancer Care Caravan. If you're visiting with us today, I want you to know 
that the people around you are long-suffering and very, very kind. There's that numbing chill that comes when a medical and a radiation oncologist, along with a surgeon, speak in one voice. This is cancer. This is serious. And we won't know the outcome until we get there. It's easy to wonder what kind of angels are these. They herald news, but not of great joy. We were not surprised. But just like the shepherds, we were terrified. I love the King James Version. It says that the shepherds were sore afraid. I love that because I was afraid, and given the rapidly expanding neoplasm, I knew that Danny was sore. Then came the appointments, the attempted contacts, the navigators, the insurance representatives, the call center in Iowa, suggesting that we should go with haste to Schaumburg. It didn't look that very far on their map. I guess they were using a globe. We much preferred Oak Lawn and Evergreen Park. The scans and chemicals with pages and pages of dire side effects, many of which included even more suffering in the specter of death itself. Medicines and counter-medications to make up for the effects of the medicines, some of them over-the-counter, and then the well-meaning friends half-jokingly recommending nausea relief from substances obtained somewhat under-the-counter. A swirling diagnosis, a lengthy treatment plan, What's left hanging is the third leg of that important tripod. Diagnosis, treatment, prognosis. Prognosis? We'll talk about that later. And through it all, prayers, cards, encouraging gifts, calls, Countless. If you need anything, I mean anything, just, just let me know. The anything that we really needed was to know what was going to happen. But our light only shone so far and then faded into a murky future. What to believe? What to believe? Much of the literature reads like racing forms. Odds on those who will finish the race. One in five, eight in ten, twenty-five or six to four. But there's a reason they call them odds, because you never consult them when things aren't odd. What to believe? Power of prayer? Sure. Pray anyway. But I must confess that on a clockwise basis, I spent way more time watching me TV reruns while in waiting rooms than on my knees pleading before the Lord. Do you not believe? I grew up being told that the world's population is divided into two kinds of people. Believers and non-believers. The first group was heaven-bound. The second was hell-bent. We knew we were on the Lord's side. And the only question was, on which side are you? Somehow I got the message that you'd get extra points if you could kick a non-believer over the line and into the net to the believers. 
In fact, it was almost as if we were securing our place in the eternal roster through a program based on something like commission. And belief was understood as a single decision, a moment in time. There was the before and there was the after. Thanks be to God that you were not struck by a bus before you prayed the sinner's prayer. One swerve of the wheel and you'd have found yourself shoveling coal in the brimstone mines for all eternity. No, you made it. And everything was going to be okay. Bring on the bus now. I'm ready to go. Why? Because I'm saved. I'm a believer. Couldn't leave her if I tried. It's okay to laugh. Danny didn't when I read it earlier on that line. <laughs> Thanks, I'll take that home. Except, I have to confess, that's not how belief works for me. Over the past year, things in our home really haven't been driven by belief, but by the requirements of the next infusion, the next blood draw, the next medication. No Helen Steiner Rice poetry about God's master plan and the unleashed power that shall bring to us a miracle. Nope. Just one more trip to the pharmacy, somewhat pleased that we'd met our copay months ago, and today's prescription is bathingly free. A fact that won't be true on January 1st. On the other hand, I don't think you call, should, could call me a non-believer. I haven't scoffed at God's plan. No, why Danny? Or why me? No shaking my fist at the heavens, asking God why the plan included a, repul a repulsive oncogenic growth on my wife. I guess I'm wondering if we've missed the shepherd's witness. At no point are we informed that the shepherds believed anything. They were told that something amazing happened, and they went and saw, and it came to pass, and they returned with praises over what they had seen, but nothing about what they believed, at least certainly not in the way that I was taught about belief. They didn't return to their sheep proclaiming their unconditional trust in a divine Savior who had arrived in human flesh, bridging the gap between a righteous God and a sinful humanity. Nothing about the ground of all being, the ontological anxiety soothed by the revelatory incarnation bringing imputed righteousness to their unworthy souls. None of that. No, they just went home, a little sleepy, amazed, and happy. So, so very happy. I think that's how it works. Not with a heels-dug-in belief generated by the deep conviction that we are saved, rescued from former ignorance of the damned. Likewise, I'm not so sure that we need to keep a good attitude. That somehow, if we're perky enough, God has to make things go your way. Keep your spirits up, we were told. You know, positive thinking is very important during healing. Could make all the difference in the world. Now. Nah. I think it's something less than that. Now I think it's something much more than that. 
Turns out, God sometimes heals people with bad attitudes, too. And I think maybe, just maybe, after 34 years of ordained ministry, after well over 50 Christmas Eve services, some years I've had to do as many as three, I think maybe I'm starting to get the point. Danny's prognosis now is one that puts a smile on her physician's faces. Clean scans, clear pathology reports, match the outcome of our most wished-for petitions. But there's still more waiting rooms ahead, more basic cable reruns blurring from flat screens. But somehow things are different. We've moved from treatment to prevention. And for that, we are most truly grateful. Yes, there's power in prayer. And at the same time, there's power in chemo and immunotherapy and a surgeon's scalpel and a radiologist's focused beam. But had the outcome been less encouraging? Had the cancer continued despite her physician's best efforts? I would not jettison prayer any more than I would give up on the medical profession. Both bring desired results for sinners and saints alike. And at other times, as we well know, neither medicine nor meditation mandatorily mediate miracles. The difference between our prayers and their procedures is the reminder of who waits with us. For the shepherds on that cold winter's night that was so deep, little really changed. Morning still came with its harsh early light with hungry, bleating sheep who needed green pastures and still waters. But for them, those who watched our flocks by night, because they came and saw, as they had been told, everything changed. They were amazed. They were happy. Their souls were restored. It didn't matter what, what they believed. We only know this. They rejoiced because they knew they were not alone. And so as we depart this night, go amazed. Go rejoicing because of what we have seen and heard. Emmanuel, God with us. instructed by the flow of our bulletin, we will be receiving an offering. And yes, we'll be passing the plates. For those who haven't done it for a while, just take it from the person next to you and pass it on to the next person, putting in something, if you may. Please don't take anything out. That's considered tacky. We every year receive the Christmas joy offering. 
The Christmas Joy offering is received by our denomination that assists ministers who are in dire financial straits. I've told the story before, I'll tell it again. There was a period in which I was between opportunities. That meant that I'd been fired from one job and not been hired from a new one. And so my health insurance was in jeopardy. And through the Christmas Joy offering, the Presbyterian of Chicago, Chicago covered my health insurance. During that period of time, my son had a go-kart accident and ended up in an emergency room. And guess what? With the exception of the copay, we were fully covered. And that would have been devastating were it not gifts to the Christmas Joy offering that take care of concerns like that for ministers. There's also an educational component for those who cannot afford to continue their own education towards ministry. And so your generous gifts also assist them. Let us guide our hearts, but open our generous hands as the ushers come forward and receive your offerings.
Continuing in the Gospel of Luke. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. Can you hear me? Yeah. Please join in the readings for the lighting of the final candle of our Advent wreath, the Christ candle. Light and peace in Jesus Christ our Lord. Throughout the service, the four candles of anticipation have burned before us. We have heard again the proclamation of hope as the prophet spoke of a coming Messiah. We learned of God's love reaching to the world through a promised child, God's child. We discovered again how the news of our salvation brings joy to God, for we are God's joy. And we heard again the words of peace as God has reconciled us to God's self through Christ. Tonight we are together hearing and sharing the good news for to us a child is born, a Savior given. We kindle the light that burns throughout the year as God's Spirit burns within us, bringing hope, love, joy, and peace. Rise this holy night to behold your light glimmering into the darkness of our broken world. As we receive the flame, May we hold tight to your promise that your light shines in the darkness and darkness cannot overcome it. Light the way before us as we anticipate your coming to illuminate every heart and bring hope, love, joy, and peace to the world. For this light and by your promise, we lift our candles high on this silent night to give you all thanks and praise. Amen. Please stand.
from the gospel according to John. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The Gospel of the Lord. Shout for joy. The whole earth and everything within rejoice, for light has come into the world. The mountains sing, the seas resound to the praise of your name. Salvation, once promised, is here on earth. The angel's song rings in the air. A child has been born. Hallelujah! The Savior of the world is here. And so we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit from this day forward and forever. Alleluia. Amen. <laughs>